Welcome to Revival from the Bible, a daily devotional podcast designed to help more people get into God's Word and get more out of the Word. I'm Ben Blakey. It's Monday, February 21st, 2022. I'm thankful for sermon illustrations, both as someone that's listened to a lot of preaching I'm thankful for the way sometimes those images or pictures can really help drive home a biblical truth. And also, as a preacher, they're useful, and sometimes it's so satisfying to see that picture connect and help people have some kind of category for a bigger lesson God is trying to teach. Well, today, we're going to look at two images that really have become, and I think God gives them to us as pictures of the Christian life. Two things, one in the Old Testament and one in the New Testament. And what we're going to see is both of them give us a picture for what our life is supposed to look like. But first and foremost, both of them are based on Jesus Christ, who he is and what he has done. In the Old Testament, we're getting, the picture we're going to see is the picture of sacrifice. And in the New Testament today, the picture we're going to see is walking on water. Let's start with the Old Testament, where the moment that you've all been waiting for, the book where many efforts to read through the Bible in a year go to die, the book of Leviticus. Now, hang with us here. This is God's word. I think lots of times people, they get into these books and they just don't know what to think about it. And that's one thing we're trying to help with with this podcast is to help you understand what's going on here. What should we learn from this? And so today we're biting off the first five chapters of Leviticus. And as you can see, just about every chapter, uh, the fourth chapter kind of bleeds into the fifth chapter. It's going over a different kind of offering. So in chapter one, two, three, four, five, we see five different offerings. We see the burnt offering. We see the grain offering. We see the peace offering the sin offering, and the guilt offering. We look at these different offerings, and what we want to see is these offerings present a picture to us ultimately that points to Jesus Christ, but also what we think of how these pictures point to our lives or what they should look like as Christians. Those first three sacrifices, the burnt offering, the grain offering, and the peace offering, offering. Those seem to be voluntary offerings, where the the sin offering and the guilt offering are more mandatory, required offerings when there is sin or when there is guilt. It seems that the sin offering at some time where restitution was not possible, and then the guilt, you see instructions in there, oh, you're supposed to make restitution. But notice how these ultimately point to Jesus Christ. And Hebrews points this out so well that not only is he the high priest who makes the sacrifice, but he is the sacrifice himself. And and instead of a continual sacrifice, why aren't you and I looking at this being like, man, I better get myself some flocks so I can bring some burnt offerings. Why don't we do that? Because these were meant to point forward to Jesus Christ. And now Jesus has offered the sacrifice once and for all, that the sacrifice has been made, and that points us to Jesus Christ. So when we read through the book of Leviticus, we should always have Jesus in mind, because this whole sacrificial system was pointing forward to him. 
Now, also, we need to admit, though, that some of these sacrifices have pictures for us. Consider the burnt offering. It's so important here that the whole thing is, is burnt up. It, you know, it's, it's whole, it's, it's total. And that's where we need to think of Romans chapter 12, where we are urged to offer our lives as a living sacrifice. God is calling us to put it all on the altar. So, yes, first and foremost, this is a picture of what Jesus has done for us, but it's also clearly a picture that is meant to show what the Christian life looks like, a life of living sacrifice. And even there's other details, for instance, the grain offering. Uh, One, we should consider how we are to give of our first fruits to God, but also notice there's not supposed to be any leaven in the offering, but there is supposed to be salt it seems, you know, we even see in the New Testament, leaven kind of sometimes is a symbol for sin and salt really more a symbol of purity, that our lives are meant to be free from the stain of sin, unleavened with sin, but salt with the purity of living for Jesus Christ. And even as we consider the sin and guilt offerings, when we sin, when we, we find ourselves guilty, we don't need to go and bring a sacrifice to a priest, but we can go to the great high priest and for, and confess our sin and remind ourselves of the sacrifice that he has made for our sin. So as you read through those sacrifices, I, I want to encourage you first and foremost, look to Jesus and how he has fulfilled the sacri- sacrificial system. And then consider the implications and how that picture is meant to reflect your own life. And even, I want to just warn us about one particular thing and hopefully guard us. I think sometimes we're tempted to read through Leviticus and be like, man, I'm thankful for Jesus because, you know, I don't want to kill all those animals. I don't want to go through the hassle of offering all this sacrifice. Man, Jesus sure is more convenient. And well, yes, that may be true, but if that is our main takeaway, we have missed something of the grandeur of the gospel and all that Jesus has done for us. Jesus has done infinitely more for you than simply made your life easier because you don't have to go through the motions of the sacrificial system. He has cleansed your sin. He has made the payment that you could not. That is what you should leave reading Leviticus being thankful for. You should leave being thankful that your sin is forgiven because of the perfect sacrifice of Jesus Christ. And you can see there are power. There is power in these pictures that we are learning in Leviticus. Let's move now to the picture in the New Testament where we'll be looking at Matthew 14, 24 through 36, Mark 6, 47 through 56, and John 6, 16 through 21. And the main event in these passages is Jesus walking on the water. Now, we'll look at Matthew because Matthew records that not only did Jesus walk on the water, but so did the apostle Peter. And that's where the main the main lesson here uh, does seem to be Jesus seeking to comfort his disciples and to warn them, take heart, it is I, do not be afraid. 
But Christians now throughout the ages, and it seems like this is this works its way a lot into songs that I can think of in my life, both recent and going back to when I was young, songs about walking on water and keeping our eyes on Jesus. And that's where in this episode, especially of Peter stepping out onto the water, Christians have been able to identify and relate to that picture of what the Christian life is like. How Peter, he trusts Jesus, he steps out onto the water, he walks on the water, but when he gets distracted and he sees the waves and the wind, then he begins to sink. And that's what he is rebuked for when Jesus says, Oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? And there is, I think, a powerful picture in this story of the power of faith and even a lesson to be learned of, hey, keep our eyes on Jesus, not on the wind, not on the waves. All of that is immaterial. Let's keep our eyes on the one who can walk on the water. Let's keep our eyes on the one who can calm the winds and the waves with a word. And let us listen to the words of Christ and apply them to our own lives. Take heart. It is I. Do not be afraid. O you of little faith, why did you doubt? And may we resolve to keep our eyes on Jesus. And even, I've, I've often connected with this in my own personal spiritual life, just of that image of stepping onto the water. That's just not how it works. You don't go out to the pool and walk across. You don't go to the ocean and just start walking across the water. You walk into the water. Jesus didn't step into the water. He stepped onto the water. And so did Peter. And that really connects in my mind with just that image we see in Corinthians of we walk by faith and not by sight. I think that's a beautiful picture of the Christian life. Jesus is calling us to step onto the water to walk on the water, to take steps of faith to trust him. Now, again, first and foremost, it's a picture of Jesus. He's the one with this power. He's the one where our focus needs to be. He's the one that we need to put our faith in and our trust in. But then that picture of the Christian life is I'm focusing on Jesus. I'm taking steps of faith to follow him and I won't get distracted by the wind and the waves. I won't get distracted by what my eyes can see, but I will focus my faith on Jesus. So there's two pictures for us today. The sacrificial system, how it points to Jesus, but also symbolizes so much about what our lives are to be, and then Jesus walking on the water, and Peter even stepping out in faith and walking to him. May we live lives that are living sacrifices all on the altar for God, and may we also keep our eyes on Jesus and take those steps of faith, full of courage, full of trust in him, to live a life of faith as we follow him. Thanks for digging into God's Word with me today on Revival from the Bible. For more resources, check out RevivalFromTheBible.com. To learn more about Compass Bible Church Treasure Valley, go to CompassBible.tv. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you.